Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Star Wars 7x7 episode 1847. Since we're updating ourselves on Star Wars movies, let's update ourselves on the Benioff and Weiss Star Wars movies. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode and guess what? It's exactly, <laughs> I love this, 1,240 days until the scheduled debut of the next Star Wars movie after The Rise of Skywalker. That of course would be the Benioff and Weiss movie scheduled for release on December 16th of 2022. Just the 1,240, like it was just too perfect a number to pass up. What are Benioff and Weiss up to these days? Well, hopefully working on Star Wars, one would think, but that's not the only thing that they're working on, actually. Now that their time with Game of Thrones is over, they're apparently trying to shop a major global deal the way that J.J. Abrams was trying to create a similar kind of huge big deal for film and TV production projects with um, one particular giant corporate <laughs> media entertainment conglomerate. And apparently they're shopping to six different places of which HBO is one, Disney is another, and Casey Bloys, sorry Casey, um, who is the president of HBO, the way he's talking, I guess, recently is suggesting that maybe HBO is not where they're ultimately going to end up. So that may be something that played a part in the fact that they did not go to San Diego Comic-Con for the Game of Thrones victory lap panel that happened at SDCC last week. And, you know, it was HBO that announced it and they said that it was due to production and scheduling conflicts. That's the phrase that they used, that they had to remove themselves from it due to production and scheduling conflicts. What those were, of course, HBO isn't saying and Benioff and Weiss aren't saying nor are representatives for them saying. Naturally, there are some folks who think that, oh, maybe it's because they didn't want to walk into a room where people, you know, might give them the business about the way Game of Thrones Season 8 turned out. And I have to say, as somebody who watched Game of Thrones, yeah, I wasn't necessarily knocked out by that 8th season either, but, you know... The reports about booing at the Game of Thrones panels seem to be, I mean, in my comparatively uninformed estimation, possibly a bit overblown. Like, I've seen the videos posted where, uh, where booing was happening in the audience, and it doesn't sound like it was the audience booing. It sounds like it was one or two or, you know, ten, like a very small fraction of the audience, you know, making their feelings known at one point during the panel discussion. And naturally, you know, that's the thing that blows up the headlines. It's all a very messy business, to be sure. But if you want to think about a timetable for the production, well, 
Obviously, we've seen with Star Wars movies that that timetable can vary significantly and you know, will depend on how much work that they're doing on the back end with reshoots and restructuring of things and that sort of thing. But if you look at, say, um, The Last Jedi, which was out of all the productions so far, comparatively the one that ran smoothest from a logistics standpoint, um, that one, if I'm not mistaken, shooting was done in October, the year before the movie came out. And so, and principal photography started filming earlier that year. So if we're looking at the Benioff and Weiss movie, that means that ideally their principal photography would end in say October, November of 2021, which means that it would start uh, much earlier in the year, let's say sometime in the spring of 2021, which means that um, all of next year is going to be, all of 2020, is going to be on pre-production and design and planning, and the remainder of 2019 is going to be for them scripting. And you know, or hiring writers to do the scripting, for example, if they're just supposed to be, um, you know, guiding the situation, they may not be the ones directing, they may not be the ones writing, they may be producing it and getting other talent involved. And so they have to find that talent and get all you know, the wheels in motion around that. So that's your basic timetable so far. 2019 for getting the creative team together and getting the story arc for this series, this trilogy, depending on who you talk to, um, getting, you know, the overarching ideas and then an actual script for the first one ready, hopefully by the end of the year, it could go into 2020 for sure, but then getting pre-production rolling in 2020 and getting ready for a principal photography kickoff in the spring of 2021. That is basically the schedule we're looking at. Benioff and Weiss have not done any you know, publicity, any public appearances, anything since the end of Game of Thrones. And you would think that that would change once the Emmys happen, when you know they actually have to come out and you know be there for the ceremony. Who says they actually have to be there for it though? But I'm sure that you know, that would be the thing to do. And certainly if Game of Thrones is going to win any Emmys, then they want to be up there and accept the awards and have their moment in the spotlight as, you know, they would well deserve on such an occasion. But yeah, until we hear a little bit more from either of them, until they break their comparative silence, like that's as best as we can project what's going on with the Benioff and Weiss Star Wars movie. At the moment, we may learn more next month on August 6th when Disney has its next earnings call and Bob Iger likes to drop little tidbits here and there during those earnings calls, but you know, we'll play that by ear and as soon as we hear about it, we'll share it right here. We meaning I. <laughs> you know how that goes. Um, I'm going to take a quick break and then talk about something utterly non-Star Wars related because it struck me a little bit and you know, here we go. Stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Constant Contact, the premier email marketing solution for small businesses and organizations. I've used their service since 2003, and over the past decade and a half, I've watched them evolve, make the product simpler, more powerful, easy to use, and do everything that they can to help train people to use the product more effectively and for it to work with other forms of marketing like social media, for example. So. 
Check out SW7x7.com slash email to learn more about Constant Contact and start a free trial. Once again, that is SW7x7.com slash email for a free trial. Welcome back. So, Rucker Hauer passed away yesterday at the age of 75, and he was not in any Star Wars properties, so that's why I'm saying this is, you know, unrelated to Star Wars. And why he's not, you know, getting a whole episode dedicated straight to him as a result. Uh, but he is somebody who has been, you know, in my mind, who has had a share of, you know, that cognitive space. Because Star Wars, in addition to just firing my imagination in general, you know, also, you know, started a you know, lifelong love of science fiction movies for me. And another very seminal movie for my attention when I was younger was Blade Runner, which came out in 1982. Actually scared the living daylights out of me. <laughs> and I walked out of the theater at the ripe old age of 11. Couldn't handle it. Um, came back to it many years later and was very glad that I did. And Rucker Hauer's performance as Roy Batty in there is absolutely beautiful and amazing, especially for something that was just, you know, very pulp science fiction, but he put his heart and soul into it. And I saw him in a lot of other movies over the years and always enjoyed his performances, but uh, I think probably Roy Batty will be the one for which he is best remembered, perhaps. And so... This is just a note to say that if you have seen Rucker Hauer in anything and remembered appreciating his performances, then just join me in saying a quiet little thank you to God, the universe, whatever it is that you believe in, or just, you know, general good um, etiquette and conscience, and say thank you for, you know, the joy that he brought into your life. And that is going to do it for today's episode of the show. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you, wherever in the world you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.